ready? I'm ready. Remember when we went on that vacation on 4th of July? I and I was just zoned out trying to figure out how, what the direction I wanted to take the office. We knew nutritional stress, mental stress, physical stress with movement. So we had food, movement, relaxation. And then we knew that chiropractic care, non-medicated approach was, could be restored. Yeah. And then I found, I had listened to a podcast and I had found this book, this guy, Matthew Walker. I heard him on a couple podcasts and this guy blew my mind. So just He's in awesome. that, we decided to add sleep as an entirely separate pillar all on its own and out of all the pillars that we focus on each month this sleep pillar is always the the biggest hit i always have the most um, exciting content that i want to get out to you guys because no providers really know that much about sleep well i think it's the most undervalued pillar of them all Super. because it's it's kind of like what we were just talking about it's not necessarily like visible yeah no right? not at all like, it's not like you're prepping a meal for yourself and you can see how what you're doing is going to impact yeah your health <clears throat> you're working out you can see the benefits of that you can't see the benefits yeah of sleep but so the last uh, you can feel them most definitely if you're in tune with it if you yes being self-aware with those feelings like one of the big things that we realize as we were our onesies our pj onesies um <laughs> is that out of all the research that is being done it seems as though the most drastic shifts take place quickly with sleep if you don't get enough sleep but yet yeah. we are the most unaware of our ill health without sleep so um no matter the studies that are being done it's like okay yes humans aren't so good at this our cognitive ability our mm -hmm. speed isn't as good but the one thing that all these studies are really finding is that if you ask the person that's partaking in the study, if you ask them if they feel good, they go, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. It's like, do you feel like the sleep, the lack of sleep was uh, a hindrance to, towards you? And they're like, no, no, I'm good. They don't even realize it. Yeah. And uh, we don't, so like um, in my featured story this month, it ends with the, the part where I'm saying, with the Apple Watches, with the Fitbits, with all these mm -hmm. metrics and all these goals and all these like mirrors, we look at ourselves and all these visual things, sleep doesn't really fit in that, in that spectrum yeah. at all. So another key point to bring up is I have my chiropractic school compared to medical school um, in, in terms of um, hours, in terms of different, um, different kind of fields, focuses, courses, yeah, courses, yes, exactly. So we've got anatomy and embryology, physiology, pathology, chemistry, microbiology, diagnosis, neurology, psychology, um, gynecology, x-ray, orthopedics, specialty courses, no sleep, right? Yes. If anything, neurology would probably be the most valuable education mm -hmm. that I have gathered that is applied to my sleep, personal education that I've got mm -hmm. on my own, right? So we've got great neurology education um more but, than your typical yeah so what we're looking at here is one of my slides it's up at the office it should be on the website but our neurology education in terms of chiropractic is 320 hours compared to 112 hours in the medical profession so what i'm getting at is that all healthcare professionals have a huge mm -hmm. um lack of sleep knowledge and this research that's out there now since the last 20 years they've been doing um we've really been able to perform some good brain MRIs during sleep and stuff and just seeing what's happening 
to the brain. So that neurology, right? That neurology education, seeing what's happening inside the brain during sleep is mind boggling, mind blowing. And it's, uh, it's, it's awesome information. So what we want to do for you today to kick that off is we want to start out. I wanted to start out and talk about the two aspects of sleep, mm -hmm. and then we can go over these, these, uh, more valuable things for the patients, mm -hmm. right? So, um, we've got sleep pressure and then yeah. the circadian rhythm, okay. right? So these two aspects of sleep are the main players in what causes us to go to sleep. So the circadian rhythm is that internal clock, right? So over the course of the day, we see the sun come up, we're awake, and then all of a sudden the sun goes down and we become more tired. This is really where melatonin comes in, right? Yeah. So uh, melatonin will start secreting. Can you hear our uh, dishwasher going? <laughs> our melatonin will start producing as the sun goes down. So as our eyes start seeing the redness of the sun going down, we start secreting more melatonin. In the mornings, when we see that whiteness coming up and we see the bright light, those hormones that put us to sleep actually are gone and we have more of those endorphins that really wake us up and get us ready for yeah. the day. So that's the circadian rhythm and that actually, believe it or not, in the research, mostly in this book, what we found is that the circadian rhythm isn't always necessarily uh, dependent on the sun, that when scientists went down into caves and stayed there for days on end, they actually had a circadian rhythm that was close to that 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And um, I forget the exact time, but it's technically like 24 hours and some sort of minutes. So that after a while, those guys that were down in the caves actually were off a little bit, but essentially it was around 24 hours. Okay, so we've got the circadian rhythm and then the sleep pressure is this hormone called adenosine. And as we're awake, while we're awake, this adenosine fills up and I put a video out. Uh, you can uh, grab the link to that video and link it below if you guys wanna get more information on this. But essentially, adenosine fills up in your brain as you are awake and at a certain stage as it's continuing to build up, it essentially puts you to sleep. Now the one thing that doesn't allow you to fall, to fall asleep when this adenosine fills up is stimulants such mm -hmm. as nicotine or caffeine, right? So that nicotine and caffeine essentially mutes that adenosine. So just to start out, we've got the circadian rhythm that secretes the hormones that gonna cause us to get a little tired. And then we've got the sleep pressure that builds up that when the, mel like when the circadian rhythm and the sleep pressure match, boom, we go to sleep. Fast okay, fast asleep. asleep. Fast Ooh. asleep. All right, so before we go over these little things, give me a history on your sleep habits and how you feel like you've handled sleep. Because a lot of patients come in and sleep is the number one thing that they can't control. Have you ever had difficulties with sleep? I've never had a problem going to sleep. All right, so how never. many hours will you sleep regularly? Um, I would say on an average night, like yep. typically like eight hours. Mm -hmm. I was always, like I could, I'm, I'm kind of like one of our younger guys there. I could just fall asleep. You can anywhere. fall asleep anywhere. Like I would fall asleep. Yeah, like yeah, I, right. I would fall asleep on the floor at my parents' house when I was yeah. little. Like no, I would put myself to bed. Yeah. Like I, I've always had this, like intuitive pressure. sense of when I need to sleep, which I don't think a lot of people have. Which yeah. is obviously the, the whole idea behind doing this video is to bring that awareness yeah. of. Sure, you can't get behind. Not everybody can go get a sleep study to figure yep. out and see those patterns of when you should be sleeping. But if you can start to bring some awareness to your own body and your own 
kind of pay attention to the signals that your body is sending you, then you can develop better sleep habits. Yeah, and I like knowing you, you're naturally a calmer, feel safe type of person. Yeah. At least you give off that impression. <laughs> so one of the things I always think about with them, whenever he falls asleep, I'm like, wow, this boy feels so comfortable and so safe in this environment. Yeah that if there are rabid animals outside, he knows that dad's gonna come pick him up and bring him up into bed. Yeah, And that's that's a big piece. So that's really the first little thing we're gonna bring up here, okay? So we've got a bunch of little hips, uh, tips. We're gonna try to run through these real quick. These are from Matt Walker. This guy is in UC Berkeley. Um, and he is like the big, big time in sleep research. And if you're gonna read any book in your life and you're gonna force yourself to read anything, it's this book right here, Why We Sleep. We'll leave a link in the show notes uh, below, okay? But um, we've got here, so stick to a sleep schedule, yeah. okay? So the sleep schedule is the same time every night. Try to go to sleep at the same time. Try to wake up at the same yeah. time every morning in the same location, right? So he's actually found that people that travel a lot, you will actually have less sleep. No matter how good you are at sleeping and getting good, getting good sleep, you will have less e uh, efficient sleep when you are traveling in a hotel room than you are at uh, home. And it seems to be a, a evolutionary protective mechanism that you become used to the smells, you become yeah. used to the times, you become used to the feel, like the sensation and all that. So you feel safe in that environment. If it's a other environment, then you'll be more aware slightly in case yeah. anything were to come along that were endanger you, right? So what's your, what's our sleep schedule? Our sleep schedule? Yeah. Uh, well, we're usually, well, we've been trying to be a little bit more grown up. Yeah, we go about 10, and but the boys, we get them going it, around. What's the routine we do usually do? Yeah, but I was going to say, I think one of our bad habits that we've been trying to break is the boys go to bed around eight o'clock yep. and I think our natural tendency is to want to like get into bed ourselves right at yeah. eight o'clock <laughs> and watch TV. Yeah. But we've really been making a point lately to stay up and be adults be more and adult. watch TV in the living room yeah. um, so, so that we're kind of preserving like our bed for sleep, just sleep. And that's, that's the big thing is the bed is meant to be slept in and that's it. Like yeah. no other time in history did we have a chance to have modern conveniences in our own, yeah. in our own bed. So the location where you slept, was the location where you slept and you didn't do anything else in there. Um, so we have been being a little better, yeah. but we, we do have a TV in the room and I grew up always with TVs um, in different rooms, uh, kind of the noise in the background yeah. and whatnot. Um, and we will watch an hour TV probably before bed. We do get but into that's habits. that's different than, I mean, we would. Than getting in there at eight? At yeah. eight, and we're watching TV for yeah. two or three hours. So we would, we're... yeah, we would get in there at eight. We would have our computers in there, oh, and we'll touch in that. We yeah. would do work in bed, watch TV, kind of secondary, and then we would kind of stop the work, and then we would watch, finish watching yeah. TV. And what we've done recently is um, we've decided to stay in the living room. We'll have TV on in the background or something, but we'll do our work there if we need to, and we'll hang out there and. Um, yeah, so that seems to have worked. Yeah, so that's usually, so then if we kind of circle back to our sleep yeah. schedule, we're in bed yeah. by nine, and I would say by most nights, or on most nights, we're asleep by 10. Yeah. And I'm often asleep before that. Yeah, and now that I'm thinking about it, sleep habits 
at least for me, seem to be the hardest to change, right? Like when we're yeah. out here, like I really have to like, when we put them to bed and we get into bed, like it takes a lot for me to be yes. like, let's stay out here. Like that's by far, yeah, I, I could say no to pizza if I really wanted to. I mean, I love my pizza. Yeah, I really? probably won't. But <laughs> I could say no to some things. Yes. But really, it takes a lot out of me to really yeah. be like, all right, let's change this habit. So if you're someone that struggles with that habit change, don't. I mean, it, it's it's normal. It's common. And give yourself like, you know, I think we found if we can give ourselves a month. Yeah. You know, that 30 day well, window. That's why we do this. The yeah. monthly focus, right? The, yeah. the monthly challenge. So. Make a change for the month. Yeah. So mornings when you wake up. Yeah. You wake up with an alarm. I do. I set an alarm because, well, okay. I don't necessarily wake up to an alarm, but I set the alarm as insurance in case I don't wake up because I feel like if I'm not up, then the boys aren't up. Well, so it's more like... We'll all wake up at some point. At, yeah, at some point, but we'll probably be late. But usually, typically, I am because I typically get up at the same time most days. Mm -hmm. I'm usually awake before my alarm. And so out of a week, seven days, yep. how many times do you wake up without an alarm? Um, maybe once a week. Without an alarm? Yeah, I when mean it goes off a... every day, but I'm usually awake before it. Yeah, so that's what I mean. Like, are you yeah. over half that you're up before the alarm? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah. All right, so you actually, what do you think is the, the big ticket as to how you're waking up without an alarm? Because I don't wake up with an alarm. But I also have, I wake up after morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also up and making noise. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I never use an alarm. There is thought that the alarm is a, um, a dangerous sound, mm. right? So if we think back to years prior when humans are sleeping, like if you were to hear a, a horn blazing or something, that means that there are invaders coming and yeah. there was danger coming. So, I mean, in terms of the way that humans function we should really be going to sleep when the sun goes down and then be getting up when the sun comes up well and that's what i was going to say you asked how do i usually yeah wake up do you want to get into the lights yeah we can talk about the okay. lights because we we really only on the first one but we could be this is what's time. yeah we'll be here here all day we'll swing through the other ones we're covering a, a lot right now in this one um but we'll get to the lights right how many years would you say we've added these things to the house i'd say like well i've only lived here for two Three, three years. Three so. years. So over the last two years, I think. Yeah, we've added some good stuff to the house. So one of the other um, tips is reducing room temperature. We're mm -hmm. supposed to be in a cooler temperature, and it's actually advisable to take a warm bath or warm shower before bed because when you get out, your body temperature actually drops. So every single day that we go to sleep, we actually have our thermostats drop down to 65 degrees, 67 degrees, yeah. around there, all right? So it's cooler in the house. So that starts around, I set this all up, I'm a little, yeah. So I love all my gadgets, but around, I'm looking at the clock right now. So around 7.30, our temperature in the entire house drops or starts to drop. The, the thermostat essentially drops down to 65 degrees or 66 degrees. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, our lights in the house start dimming. We've got uh, Philips Hue lights. Um, I'll send a separate video out on our YouTube page, so make sure to subscribe because you'll see this one coming out 
but it goes over the way that you can utilize these lights. But one of the cool things, my phone's recording, so do you have your phone on you? Yeah, the onesie. <laughs> the way that these lights work, you can actually set it up if you've got an iPhone, Philips Hue can actually set up with HomeKit, it can sync with it. And it also has a separate app called the, the Philips Hue app. And these lights will actually, you can, they're hooked up to the Wi-Fi, right? So you can pre-schedule these things. So every single night around 7.30, again, our thermostats drop in temperature and our lights will dim and they'll slowly start dimming. And you can notice they're dimming in the video right now. So these lights will actually slowly start dimming. So around 7.30, we start reading time with the boys. So we all grab a book and we read. We grab our own book, we do individual reading. And as we're reading, these lights are slowly dimming and they mimic because these lights have multiple different um, uh, hues. hues. Yeah, yeah, Phillips hue lights. So, uh, <laughs> they have different hues. So they have more reddish hues, they have more white hues. Yeah. And the reddish ones, right, uh, simulate more of the sun going down, right? So that reddish hue or that orange hue will be set at night. And you can just set it up on the app to do sunset. Yeah. And uh, it will turn to the reddish hue and it will actually start dimming over the course of whatever time you set. So if you say dim over the course of five minutes, it will dim over five minutes. If you say dim over the course of 30, it will slowly start dimming. And it's real cool because, I mean, that really, it, the, the lights, you would be shocked how much the lights, at least with me, really impact my, my sleepiness and how much I feel like, oh, it's ready oh, yeah. for bed, big time. Yeah. Well, and you, you know, talk about, um, how am I able to wake up without an alarm? Yeah. Not to jump ahead, but that's oh, usually. So then we have them set in the, in the morning. Especially to... nowadays. Oh, where it's so dark in the morning to gradually turn on. So what time do you get up? I get up at, my alarm goes off at 526. 520. 526? <laughs> yeah, because then when I illegally hit the snooze button, because I know you're not supposed to do oh, that. Geez. It's a nine minute snooze, so I'm up by 535. Uh, okay. All right. That makes sense. All right. So. <laughs> so. But the lights kick on at like, I want to say like 520, they start to come on. Yep. And they slowly yeah. dim on. Yes. And we do this with the kids too. They and hate it. They hate it. But. It they're works. up and they're like, James was up today and he was bebopping around oh, and he was, God, I'm like, oh my God, go back to bed. That's why yeah. I'm realizing now that's probably why he was so awake this morning. Yeah. He came down and we're like, what the heck did you just eat? Yeah. It's... A, but he was up and the, the lights, they slowly dim on and yeah, I'm sure they hate it to a decree, but I mean, it really wakes you up in the morning and then we'll get you ready for yeah. bed. Because, I mean, when it comes to sleep, we're dealing with these, like we said at the beginning, changes that are being made inside our body that we really have no idea, and they're done every single day. Mm -hmm. We can't, we, we don't realize it's happening, and we don't even realize the ramifications that take place, and it's just occurring um, cyclically throughout our entire body throughout the day. Um, and what a cool thing with the Hue app, and we don't, we don't, I, I gotta get in a better habit of doing this. We do this more around this time, around this daylight savings time, but um, we use the whiter light in the morning. We do. Right? Yeah. And those bright yeah, yeah. lights in the morning. I hate it. Yeah, you don't like it. So. <laughs> they do wake you up though. It does. They do work. I like the warmer the warm, tones, but yeah. 
It's wow. more relaxing and it's calmer, but the brighter light does. Yes, it does. I, I would say difference. it makes a big difference. And the best part about the lights is you don't have to choose both ways. You can choose whatever fits you, but yeah. certainly the lights and the dimming and the lowering makes a huge difference. Yeah, that's that, been a game changer That and the temperature. Yeah. Yeah, and when I had, I had some in here when you moved in and I don't, were you even on board with them originally? Did you think that they would make that big of a difference? No, because I don't think I realized at the time that, like, you weren't using them for those purposes. Oh, yeah. I, well, I have ones that change color. You had, like, the colored ones yeah, those in the ones kitchen cool. and stuff. Those ones are cool. Yeah. Those ones are sweet. And you had them set anymore. so, like, when we watched movies, the oh, yeah, they would color change. would change. Yeah. But you really kind of, um, you know. I grew up a little. I wasn't going to say grew <laughs> up, but you kind of connected it to the work that you were doing yeah. and, and they you know, became real purposeful. They are, I will say, if you hop on Amazon and look at these, they are more expensive than a typical light bulb. But these things are LED lights, light yeah. bulbs, and they're becoming more popular nowadays and they're actually lasting longer. And I mean, I, I really enjoy them. Um, In two years, we haven't changed. Yeah, we've been collecting a whole bunch of light bulbs and uh we've got them hooked up everywhere put them on your christmas wish list christmas wish list the amazon wish list you got that's it that's what you did last year yeah i wanted a whole bunch of lights i know you did all right so let's do you have any more anything else with this no okay all right no. so we've got stick to the sleep schedule and matthew walker my man right here he actually says at the end of the stick to a slip uh schedule he says if there is only one piece of advice you remember and take from these 12 tips this should be it Stick to a schedule. Stick to a schedule. And Even I, the weekends. I was going to say, and I think we're, as much as it um, is annoying at times, we're we're sort of, we have to default to a schedule because yep. they've got soccer, they've got football, they've got basketball. Like, we have to kind of get up and yep. get moving. Um, but I think it, it pays off because then it during does. the week, it's easier for us yep. to still go to bed at the same time, to still wake up. I mean... You have to, you have to stick to it even yeah. over the weekend. You must. I mean, we get up at seven as opposed to yeah, 5.30, so it feels like a treat. Yeah, and we get the early bird specials some days when we go out to dinner and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's move on to, that was number one. Let's move on to number two. We've got exercise. All right, so a lot of people exercise at night. Saw you. So exercise can increase your core temperature, right? And we already mm -hmm. talked about lowering that body temperature. So exercise, he says, on a regular basis, every once in a while, 30 minutes, maybe before bed, all right, but really try not to do more than, or any uh, closer than two to three hours before bed, okay? See. And we're good there. So I'm we're, sorry, I mean, I because know. we got the kids, we're fine, we're home, we're relaxing with them, we're trying to settle them down because yeah. we wanna get them into bed. But if you don't have any kids and, um, your exercising and stuff, really try to be uh, three hours or more before you try to settle down and go to bed. Or if you are exercising before bed and you feel as though you have sleep issues, like that's a reason why, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. uh, feel as though they have um, sleep problems, want to get on medications or want to take stuff for it. When any of these tips that we go over, if you're, if you're, if you're exercising three, uh, within three hours before bed, then that, yeah, that's a big player, all right? All right, so avoid caffeine and nicotine, all right? Those things are just stimulants, yep. all right? It takes, let me just make sure, it takes a 
okay, I, I thought it was six, but it takes a full eight hours for caffeine to fully uh, get out of your yep. system. All right, um, so that means, do the math for me. If I went to bed at 10, that means my last caffeine should be at two? Yes. Yeah, so I mean, I start my afternoon shift on the days I work in the afternoon around three, and I used to have a coffee for the afternoon shift around 2.30, and that's impacting my sleep by 10 o'clock, and I notice a difference. I've just been having coffee in the morning now, yeah. and uh, I've been noticing a big difference. So staff, uh, caffeine and nicotine are both stimulants. They will certainly affect your, your, your sleep, right? Your sleep won't be as deep and won't be as effective, all right? You're not, you're, I mean. I don't. Yeah, I really cut back on my yeah. caffeine consumption. I, and I love black black coffee. Like, I really Me do too. enjoy the taste. Similar to, like, the red wine. Like, I really do enjoy the taste of it. Um, but we've really tried to cut back a little bit. All right, we've got... Oh, here we go. Alcoholic drinks before bed. All right. It's a sedative. All right, so we went from a stimulant to a sedative. And what these do is the stimulant keeps you awake a little bit. The sedative actually knocks you down a little bit, relaxes you which feels like it's a good thing to do before bed, but it actually interrupts the good brainwave patterns that should be taking place during sleep. So what happens is, as we sleep, we have non-REM sleep, and then we have REM sleep. So we have non-REM sleep, which is deep, and then we get REM, which is even deeper. And the sedatives actually keep us in a non-REM state more often throughout the night than the REM. And in sleep research, you can see that uh, people that um, have alcohol before bed they stay in the non-REM times more, and the REM is very valuable. And we don't we we don't get it if we drink <laughs> if we drink wine before bed. <laughs> What's the time frame on the all right? So the alcohol consumption. Okay, so the um, right here we've got heavy use. Heavy use robs you of REM sleep, keeping you in lighter stages of sleep. And then we've got you also tend to wake up in the middle of the night when the effects of the alcohol have worn off. So I noticed that. Yeah, I don't know exactly, but um, I seem to remember reading that if like you were to drink around like eight or nine, you're looking at what, around six or seven hours is when it's fully metabolized by your liver, okay. it, which is why most people, if you ask, or you, you guys wouldn't, but patients, so if I ask them if they eat, if they uh, drink before bed, what time they wake up, and it's always around three or four o'clock. Always. I have, yeah, I have yeah. that problem. Yep, and we'll wake up, and it may not even be to go to the bathroom, but that's when the alcohol is fully metabolized, and you'll kick out of that non-REM sleep, and then you'll have to get back into your brainwave patterns of yep. that non-REM and then REM again. But I think that's a good example of all of your pillars working together, and I don't want to jump ahead to the next tip either, but I think we have made as much as possible we've made a really conscious effort over the last couple of months to eat dinner earlier. Yeah. And in conjunction with that, like have our glass of wine with our dinner. Yeah. So that all of that is being done earlier. And I mean, there were nights when we were getting into bed at eight o'clock after the boys went to bed with full glasses of wine in bed with us. I know. Am I supposed to say those things? No, those are good nights. No. Uh, and That's we, the and, truth. And there's still occasions, I think, when we do that, just yeah. because our schedule yeah. is different all the time. But as much as possible, we really try to eat by 5, 5.30, yep. which is hard. Because there is some research that supports the brain cleanse, right? Which you know all about comes that. from the longevity paradox. Yep. Too. So yeah. the longevity paradox of Steve Gundry, 
he actually mentions in the book, right? You read it in there yeah. that within seven hours, you're essentially kind of done digesting. Yeah. Right. Yes. So that when you sleep, true brain activity can take place uninhibited throughout yeah, sleep. Yeah, like the cleansing of the brain so that your body is not focusing on the digestion of your food, exactly. but all of that energy can be yep. generated to wash your brain. Wash your brain, clean your um, brain out. So, so because of that, we eat earlier, and we also read in that same book that in those blue zones, the people who live the longest... Yes. Yes, they drink six ounces of alcohol. You're stealing my thunder. This I'm is a sorry. good one. This is a good one. I'm tell, sorry. Tell them. Okay. Tell them. Okay. Six ounces of alcohol on a daily basis, specifically red wine. But yep. the difference being, one, they consume it with food. Yep. As part of like an experience of eating. Yep. And they typically drink it earlier in the day. They drink it during the day. So they so are day, day drinkers. <laughs> We're not promoting day drinking. <laughs> But it seems as though, this is so bad, people that live the longest and healthiest around yeah. the world yeah. drink not in abundance, but they do drink a sedative of choice, like red wine, right? In the uh, Mediterranean diet, they drink red wine with lunch, right? Yeah. So that means that they're eating food and they're drinking their sedative around that. And they typically take a nap around that time. Yes. So before three o'clock, all right, because that's another piece in here. But you typically take a nap after their lunch around midday. And then by the time they go to sleep, they aren't drinking their wine at night. They're actually done digesting, they're done their activities, and they're actually slowing down and going to sleep. And again, the more research that comes out, you realize that sleep is a necessary function and that all animals on the planet actually sleep or have similar brainwave patterns to sleep. Dolphins will actually sleep on one hemisphere compared and they'll flip-flop from one hemisphere to the other. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? Yeah, yeah. so that's why they don't sink to the bottom. Oh. Yeah, so they go one to the other. But every single animal sleeps and they have brainwave patterns that mimic it. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why they say, there was a quote in here of a great uh, sleep scientist. He said, well, if sleep is still necessary now, why the heck has an evolution removed it from the equation? Because right. we aren't able to do anything during yeah. it. So sleep is super valuable. And it, it has a main purpose in our 24 hour cycle. And for us to be inhibiting this sleep with sedatives or stimulants or digesting food during mm -hmm. that time, we're really restricting a very, very valuable process from our 24 hour cycle. All right. We're going to speed this up, okay? So we already touched on the naps. It says if you are someone that seems, feels like you're sleep deprived, you want to nap before 3 o'clock. 3 o'clock or 3 p.m. seems to be the cutoff time where sleep or a nap past 3 o'clock will actually disrupt your normal sleep rhythm. And remember, oh no, you didn't read the book. The Dan Pink book, When. Oh yeah, When. Yeah, he talks find a out lot about napping and the research behind napping and he offers this idea of a nappuccino oh really yeah what is that? I, you it's... never told me this oh so that there's a lot of research saying that um anywhere between the ideal amount of time that you should be napping is 10 to 20 minutes okay yeah 10 quick to naps. 20 minutes yep. quick naps anything longer than that is actually going to then impact your sleep later yep. in the day 
So he recommends if you're really tired, this idea of a nappuccino. So yeah. 10 minutes before, you know, you're ready to take a nap before three o'clock. Yeah. Drink some coffee. Yeah. Have some caffeine. Because then by the time you, you'll still be able to fall asleep because mm -hmm. you haven't before metabolized yep. the caffeine yet. And yep. then when you wake up, you will be not only rested, but the caffeine will, be will have kicked in as well. That's very similar to like the, uh, what, the siesta or the midday nap yeah. like we just talked about, yeah. right? Because if you were to have the sedative and it kind of have you relax or take that little nap and then yeah. you're awake with the stimulant and then that wears out. I mean, again, the big key is to make sure that these stimulants and sedatives that we are always consuming throughout the day, yeah. always consuming these things. I mean, sugar is a stimulant to a yeah. degree, right? So we're always in, uh, we're always intaking these things. We want to make sure that these things are out of our bodies by the time we fall asleep yeah. and try to get those eight hours. Yep. All right. All right. So relax before bed, take a hot bath before bed, uh, dark bedroom, cool bedroom, gadget free bedroom, mm. right? Those kind of all go together of taking that time before bed to kind of just like relax and remove all of the notifications, all the stressors from your life. Right, so do we do that? I I think we, yes. We need to be a little bit better about the phones. The phones, phones are super. Because they're like right there. Yeah, they're hard, they're hard. Um, but I think, I think an import or something I read somewhere, um, you know, I was talking about as hard as it is, like literally put your phone across mm -hmm. the room so that mm -hmm. you're not tempted to because even I was saying charging it right next to me, yeah. because we have all of these smart devices, like it'll buzz. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I wonder if that's an email or I took my watch off. Maybe that's a text yeah. message. And really it's like a leaf that blew by yeah. the camera outside. And now I'm getting a notification about it. I'm really someone that we've touched on this in our relaxed pillars, but someone with that. I like dedicated devices. Yeah. I like having dedicated kind of siloing of these, uh, different aspects of my life. So I have a Kindle that I read on. I have mm -hmm. books that I read on. I don't read on my phone because I don't want to get the notifications. And there's part of me with the uh, wireless charging on a lot of the newer devices. There's a part of me that wants to get like a charging device out in the kitchen that we just put everything on yeah, and it just charges it overnight. Yeah. So it's not in the room. Uh, and it would be hard because I, I think that our generation is super used to having that invading our, we, we really are the guinea pig generation of realizing like, all right, we've had this great technology into yeah. our lives with unlimited information at the touch of our button, or I mean, the touch of our finger, arms with away, and we're the ones dealing with the potential long-term yeah. ramifications. What's the impact going to be? So we can already see that it's not healthy. I mean, Apple, at least I have an Apple phone <clears throat> and they've had, they've already implemented uh, night shift and time. What, mm -hmm. what, what do they call it? Time. Dark mode. Yeah, dark mode they've dark got. Mode. They've got night shift to dark mode, which ends up decreasing the uh, kind of the temperature of the lights so that it won't impact your, your retinas so much because, I mean, like we said before, when the sun comes up and when those white lights come on, we actually become more awake. Yeah. And as those things dim down, uh, we become uh, capable of sleep. And but the blue light from your phone, the blue light interfere. from the phone disrupts that big time. Yeah. And there's no, even the night shift that they have isn't 
acceptable, but it's it's what they've got. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, there's a reason why I always think of there's a reason why ancient civilizations always had campfire. Like when you look at a campfire, yeah. like the the color of fire, right? The color of the sun setting, the color of fire, that like we've got the new patio back. Whenever that campfire's on, I'm just like zoned out staring at it and I'm just like, you mm -hmm. notice that? I do. Yeah. Do you have the same thing or is it just me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It just Like, I don't even want to get you. up. You're yep. always like, do you want to go inside? I'm like, no, not no. really. <laughs> it just puts you right to sleep, that redness there. So, like we said earlier, the lights really play a role. And that would yep. be helpful. Okay. All right. So, two last things. All right. So, if you stuck with us long enough, these are two actually valuable ones. We're already sitting at like 40 minutes. But these ones are valuable and everyone likes sleep. So, have the right sunlight exposure. We already talked about waking up and having the sunlight exposure. Yeah. We already talked about the dimming, putting us to sleep, but we actually have to be out in the sun for periods of time in order for us to really, that our bodies to really value that dimming of the sunlight, yeah. right? So if it's dark out all the time, like it can be in New England at times, right? That can really disrupt our ability to sleep. So if you're having trouble sleeping around this time of year, uh, don't be concerned with your sleep habits. Just try to change some of your lighting throughout the house and try to get out throughout the day, maybe for a walk, because that mm -hmm. natural sunlight, even though it's not that strong right now, will actually allow us when it starts dimming down or when the sun's setting or when, if you were to get your own lights and they start dimming down, we'll become secreting more melatonin and uh, go to sleep. Can All I right? add something to that? Yeah, go ahead. When I was at the library the other day yep. doing work, uh, you know, there's all that research about the light boxes and sitting yep. in front of a light box. Mm -hmm. Some libraries actually have light boxes that wow. you can rent. Really? Yeah, that you can check out. This was the library wow. in Raleigh, the Raleigh Public Library. That's and they're awesome. much smaller than the original ones. Um, that I, like, I've seen what ones that are... What type of are they? I don't know. I, didn't, I was trying to get work done. I didn't oh. know. But the original ones I saw were like, you know, as big as a computer screen. These were much smaller. Yeah. Um, and there was like a little sign on it that said, if you're interested in trying this product out, let us know. And cool. So if that's, you know, especially as the winter's coming, yeah. when we're really, I think, limited in sunlight, that yep. might be um, something to at least try out before you invest in it. Yeah. And I have thought before about, like, especially when it gets in the middle of the winter. Yeah. Like we've got Sun Fun tanning next door, and I'm not a huge proponent of tanning to get tan. But I wonder sometimes exposure. if I were to get over there and just go for like, like find out I, I don't tan at, at the moment and I never really know how long to go. But if I were to go for a period of time, that wouldn't really disrupt my skin tissue. Like I'm not going for a tan, but would essentially blast me with like yeah. be, being in that bright light uh, area. Yeah. May, 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 uh, let me test that out a little bit. I can also rent you a light box in the library. You could rent me a light box, yeah. That's you could just sit better. there and do it. Yeah, I can I do that. How rent. big is this thing? It was little, I'm telling you. It was like maybe the size of your MacBook. MacBook? So much more. Um, and it just blasts light right in my face? Yeah. Because the. Body like, or face? Your face. So the idea is that, you know, like I think about you in the morning, you sit down and you're usually eating your breakfast and drinking your coffee and doing work on the computer. You could just have. The oh. light on while you're doing that. That's a good idea. And it's much smaller than they used to be. Um, I'll have because to look before into it was, they were like these huge things that you had to plug in. It was like, where do you store it? And 
white boxes from the library. Yeah, right, at cool. least in Raleigh they have. I'll have, I'll have to look into Check this. your local library, you never know. Because I, I'm always looking for stuff to add to the yeah. website and stuff. Yeah. All right, last thing. That it? All right. I'll be quiet on this one. Last thing. Don't lie in bed awake. This goes all the way back to the beginning. Bed is meant for sleeping, not hanging out, not relaxing in. It's meant for sleeping. So they say if you feel anxious or if you're in bed awake for more than 20 minutes, get out of there. Mm -hmm. Get out. If you're in there for more than 20 minutes or if you're anxious about not being able to fall asleep, get out, go walk around, grab a book, not your phone to read, right? And then get back in after five, 10 minutes and then try to fall asleep again. Okay. That's hard. That's a wicked hard one, but it actually works. It does. It's so counterintuitive to everything that I kind of was brought up with. Yeah. Cause you're tired and you just want to sleep. So obviously just you just remember, want to stay in yeah, bed. <laughs> like mom and dad being like, what are you doing? Oh, get back to get bed. Get back to bed. <clears throat> All right. So that's really it. This was a good, um, sleep month. We hope you guys enjoy this. Subscribe below, make sure to leave us feedback so we know what type of this stuff you like, if you feel like it rambles on too long, what are the components that you really value, uh, because we really do enjoy putting these together for you each month. We do. At least I do. I enjoy it. Yeah, cool. All right.